Well, hello, 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 good people. This is Christine Jones. And once again, I come to you with another episode of What's the Score? You know, the last episode, I brought to you the fact that my precious father had passed. Well, today, my precious father was laid to rest. We had a military burial for him. And so, of course, you know, when you go through the military burial arrangements, you don't get to choose the date or the time. That is chosen for you. And this was the first available date that they had given the circumstances surrounding my father's death. I will not go into all of those circumstances because uh, there are things in the works. However, let me say that the service that we had was absolutely beautiful. We kept it just between my mother and me because that's how dad lived. Now, don't get me wrong. He had some friends. If he liked you, he liked you. But he had to really feel comfortable around you. Otherwise, he just didn't feel quite right around people. So we honored in death the way dad lived in life. But my dad is going to be sorely missed, as you can imagine. I thank God, though, that I was able to spend the time that I spent with him during the pandemic. The pandemic kind of afforded my family, this opportunity. And while it was horrible for so many, and don't get me wrong, the back end, so to speak, of this pandemic actually got us in this. But it still afforded me the opportunity to be home and work virtually. So I got to be there with my parents every single day, and it was the best thing ever. I also want to thank the Clarence Johnson Jr. Funeral Home, who I called them and without hesitation, they stepped up to the plate. Obviously, I don't have experience with this. Um, and also because of things that are going on with my father's death, there were issues with getting the death certificate. And, um, you know, there's insurance. There are insurance policies and there is, um, you know, money for everything. But if they don't have a death certificate, you can't even file a claim. And without hesitation, they not only stepped up to the plate, but the service that they provided was nothing short of royal. 
And I am forever grateful for that. Um, this is a rough time. And they made it easy. And today's ceremony with the three-gun salute, the playing of taps, receiving the flag, receiving the shell casings, and the sermonette by the minister, who was actually brought by the Clarence Johnson Jr. Jr. funeral home. Uh, I, I, I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you how stirring that was. And interestingly enough, just as the minister said, um, it is well with my soul, and my mother and I began to chime in, and we began to say, it is well with our souls. Just at that point, the sun came out. Now, you have to understand, when I checked last week, I saw that it was going to rain. There were going to be showers. And I said, oh, Lord, please, not on my dad's burial day. I said, I know others have been through it, but I'm asking, please. And then when I checked again over the weekend, it said, ah, 10% chance of rain. But then when I got up this morning, I noticed that it wasn't the brightest out, but it was not raining. By the time we got to the cemetery, we saw some darkening of the skies, but everything held in place. It just really helped to kind of sum up in the setting that was being created Know, everything that we had gone through and just literally almost on cue as we said it is well with our souls even the minister noted in his sermonette the sun has just come out it was amazing and then they quickly took my father's casket and I helped my mom get back in the car and we came home to adjust to a new normal. But as I was here, I received a phone call from someone dear to the family, um, but someone you know, whom I haven't had the, the opportunity to speak with in a while, right? And what she told me was that um, my father had saved her husband's life. Now, here's how it went according to what she told me. She was at work, and my father and her husband um, would sit outside and talk every single day. Now, this was when my father was not right here with me. And they would sit out every day and, and, and talk. And so my father noticed that this man didn't come out as usual. So he went around the corner and he knocked on the door. And she said, my father could hear her husband ever so slightly and faintly saying, I can't get up. So my father called 911 and when 911 arrived, 
They had to literally break the door down to get to her husband. Her husband was almost in a diabetic coma. And when he got to the hospital, she said he did actually have a stroke. And so basically what ended up happening for the next 13 years, her husband lived in a nursing home. But she credits my father for saving his life. And my father, I don't remember him speaking about that. My father did a lot of good for a lot of people. But he wouldn't talk about it. He just did it. I heard from someone else that every Christmas he would drop off a fruitcake. That was my dad. I do know that Every Thanksgiving, he used to see to it that the uh, neighbors who were older than he had turkeys or, you know, had something, whatever it was that they needed to make the holiday special. That's what he would do. Now, my dad wasn't perfect. No, he was not, but who is? And even in my father's imperfections, he was amazing. There's so many things that I learned from him. There are so many things that I learned about him. And with each passing day, I become more and more grateful that Harold S. Jones was my father. I don't believe he's in heaven now. That's not my belief system. I believe that according to the Bible, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. I also believe that when Jesus comes and the trumpet sounds, that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and that those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. And then we will proceed to heaven. But I know that my father made his calling and election sure. My father, even before the series of events that finally led to his death, said to me a few months ago, Chris, take care of mom. And I said, oh, dad, you know, everything will be all right. And he said, no, take care of mom. Now, now he was in a hospital at this point, but he was expected to come home. So the conversation took place in the hospital. And I said, oh, dad, you'll be back home. He shook his head. He said, no, mom. He dropped his head. And I don't know what God may have told him because he seemed to be very in tuned with spiritual things. You know, it, it, was, it was interesting. And so I can only imagine what those conversations between God and my father must have been like. But I do know that he made his calling and election sure. And I, I asked him one day, I said, Dad, you know, we got to make sure that we're able to continue on the other side of this life. And he kind of shook his head. And at first I thought he was saying no. And I said, well, Dad, don't you want to go to heaven? I was scared for a moment. And he said, quietly. I want to go. 
but I don't know that I'll make it. And at that moment, I explained to my dad that God wasn't mad at him and neither were we. I also explained to him that God needed to hear him say that. Now, when I say God needed to hear him say that, of course, God knows. But just the fact that God heard him say that was everything. God doesn't need us. So understand what I'm saying with that. But God heard him and he honored what my father said. And from there on out, my father seemed a little bit more relaxed. And over the next actual series of weeks, things played out that seemed largely out of our control. But if I believe that my father is resting in Jesus, then I know that he's protected from further harm and that I look forward to seeing him really soon. And so I'm hurting. You don't get me wrong. I'm hurting. That was my buddy. And our greeting was, hey, buddy. He would call me buddy, and I would call him buddy. And I would call him dad also, but I loved him. I loved him. And he loved me. Dad had some struggles because of his upbringing. And I don't think he all the time knew how to love in certain ways. But I know he loved me and my mother and all he wanted was to be loved as well. And I think that in the way that things played out, he got a chance to know that we loved him too. There's nothing like family. And he and my mother and, and uh, I were family. And I don't regret a moment because I got to take care of my dad and I've, I'm still taking care of my mother and I, I got to see my father take his last breaths as he took his first, as, as he saw me take my first breath. And how cathartic is that? And I remember Dad and I talking about even, you know, getting things straight. You know, I said, Dad, you know, sorry I didn't always, you know, I wasn't always, uh, you know, understanding and things like that. And you know, when you when you care for someone, things get rough. And and so sometimes, you know, I didn't respond as I should have. And and he said, Oh, we all right. We're all right. But one of the things that I know, I was proud of my dad, and, and, and I didn't realize how much that meant to him until recently, actually. Because shortly before he went to the hospital, he was talking to me, and he, he got frustrated because his words got all tied up. And I said, well, Dad, what's the matter? And he said, I got to get my words right. You're a teacher. I said, Dad. You're at home. You're not in school. You're my dad, my first teacher along with mom. I said, and so anything that I am, I learned from you and mom. So especially, but even if all that didn't have anything to do with it, you're at home. We, we, we are not worrying about that. 
Um, I said, and if any, anything, you are absolutely brilliant. You are a mere genius. And he would smile. And I would tell other people that. And I could see him sitting over there smiling. And it really became clear. All he wanted was to be accepted for who he was and loved just as he was. And I believe he got to see that mom and I did just that for him. And I would love to have him here, but God knew best. Ah, I'm gonna go ahead, uh, you know, we're back from the burial, obviously, and, and mom had a little hankering for some homemade chili and cornbread, so dad loved homemade chili. And mom loves it too, so you know I made it. And we're just gonna sit down and we're gonna have a little comfort food. And we're gonna thank God for his goodness. And we're gonna hold dear the memories and so I have the folded flag sitting in the chair where my father once sat. And I know, I know for a fact, if he could have seen his ceremony today, he would have been over the moon with happiness and joy. And so I'm grateful. I'm thankful. God is still good. And we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.